Well, I hope you enjoyed that this morning. Now we are going to be opening up our Bibles. So let's grab our Bibles, our pens, our pencils, our rulers, everything we use to dig into the Word of God. And let's open up our Bibles to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. And we are going to go through 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and chapter 2 up to verse 12 together this morning. So let us dig in. It says, Paul Silvanus and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought to always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, at it is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love for every one of you and for one another is increasing. You know, it is so true. We are so happy that we get to rejoice and give thanks to God for you because you know what, COP, you are some amazing, amazing people and we love you very much. This is the evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you are also suffering, since indeed God has considered it just to repay with affliction to those who afflict you, and to grant relief to those who are afflicted as well as to us. When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus, they will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might, when he comes on that day to be glorified in his saints and to be marveled at among all who have had believed, because our testimony to you was believed. To this end, we always pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and work by faith by his power so that in the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter 2, verse 1. Now, concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus and our being gathered together to him, we ask you, brothers, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by a spirit or by a spoken word, or a letter seeming to be from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one deceive you in any way, for the day will not come unless rebellion comes first, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction." who oppresses and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to even be God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And you know that what is restraining him now, so that he may re be revealed in this time, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. And then the lawlessness one will be revealed, 
whom Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders. See, there's an important thing for us to see. There's not just real signs and wonders. There are such things out there as false signs and wonders. And we don't want to be fooled and manipulated into those things. And with all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refused to love the truth and so be saved. That is the simple reason for perishing. That is the simple reason why there is a heaven and a hell. There's those who are willing to love and choose to be saved and ask God to come into their heart, to come into their life and to change them from the inside out. And then you've got this group of people who refused to love the truth and because of that are not saved. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false, in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but, and here's an important phrase, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Not just they were a part of it, but they enjoyed the unrighteousness. Now, this is something that we need to realize in our life, that there are going to be people out there who are going to try to fool and try to manipulate and try to change. But it's our role to stand firm, to stand firm in God, to stand firm in who he is, that he has wonderful plans and promises to turn away and love the truth so that we can be saved, to not go and give in and have pleasure in unrighteousness, but love the righteousness and the goodness and the glory of the Lord. I hope this encouraged you this morning. Now let's open up our hearts and let us continue to worship the Lord some more this Saturday morning.
Well, I hope that ministered to you this morning. And now we're going to get into our Old Testament passage. So let's get ready and open up our Bibles to Jeremiah. And we are going to go from Jeremiah 18, verse 1, to Jeremiah 20, verse 18. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Things come from God. Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. And the vessel he was making was of clay, was spoiled in the potter's hand. And he reworked it into another vessel, and it seemed good to the potter to do so. Then the word of the Lord came to me. O house of Israel, I cannot do with you as this potter has done, declares the Lord. Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. If at any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it, and if not that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I intended to do it. And if at any time I, dis I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build or plant it, and if it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will relent of the good that I had intended to do. Now, therefore, say to the men of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, thus says the Lord, Behold, I am shaping disaster against you and deceiving a plan against you. Return every one from his evil way and amend your ways and amend your deeds. Stop the evil. Stop the evil things you're doing. Turn away from that, God is saying. But they say, that is in vain. We will follow our own plans, and we, everyone, will act according to the stubbornness of his evil heart. Therefore, thus says the Lord, among the nations, who has heard the like of this? The virgin Israel has done such a horrible thing. Does the snow of Lebanon leave the crag of the Siron? Do the mountains water run dry, the cold flowing streams? But my people have forgotten me. They make offerings to false gods. They made them stumble in their ways in the ancient roads and to walk into side roads, not the highway, making their land a horror, a thing to be hissed at forever. Everyone who passes by this is horrified and shakes his head. Like the east wind, I will scatter them before my enemy. I will show them my back, not my face, in the very day of their calamity. Then they said, Come, let us make plot against Jeremiah, for the law shall not perish from the priest, nor the counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet. Come, let us strike him with the tongue, and let us not pay any attention to any of his words. Hear me, O Lord, and listen to the voice of my adversaries. Should good be repaid with evil? Yet they have dug a pit for my life. Remember how I stood before you to speak good to them, to turn them away from your wrath from them. 
Therefore, drive up their children to famine. Give them over to the power of the sword. Let their wives become childless and widowed. And may their men meet death by pestilence, their youth struck down by the sword in battle. May a cry be heard in their houses when you bring plunder suddenly upon them. For they have dug a pit to take me and laid snares at my feet. Yet you, O Lord, know all their plotting to kill me. Forgive not their iniquity, nor blot out their sin from your sight. Let them be overthrown before you. Deal with them in the time of your anger. Thus says the Lord. Chapter 19. Go buy a potter's earthenware flask, and take some of the elders and some of the elders of the priests, and go to the valley of the son of Hinnom at the entry of the potsherd gate, and proclaim there these words that I tell you. You shall say, Hear the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I am bringing such disaster upon the place that of the ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. Because of the people who have forsaken me and have profaned this place by making offerings to other gods, whom neither they nor their fathers nor kings of Judah have known, but because they have filled this place with the blood of innocence and have built the high places of Baal to turn their sons in fire as burnt offerings to Baal, which I did not command nor decree, nor did it come to my mind. Therefore, behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when this place shall be no more called Topheth, the valley of the son of Hinnom, but it will become the valley of slaughter. And this place I will make void the plans of Judah and Jerusalem, and I will cause their people to fall by the sword to their enemies, by the hand of those who seek their life. I will give their dead bodies for food to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the earth, and I will make this a city of horror, a thing to be hissed at, Everyone who passes by it will be horrified and will hiss because of all of its wounds. And I will make them eat the flesh of their sons and daughters. Everyone shall eat the flesh of his neighbor in the siege and in the distress, with which their enemies and those who seek their life afflict them. Then you shall break the flask in the sight of the men who go with you and say to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, so will I break this people and this city as one breaks a potter's vessel, so that it can never be mended. Men shall bury in Topheth, because there will be no place anywhere else to bury. Thus will I do this place, declares the Lord, and to its inhabitants, making this city like Topheth. The house of Jerusalem and the house of the kings of Judah... And the houses of those whose roof offerings have been offered to the host of heaven and drink offerings have poured out to other gods shall be defiled like the place of Topheth. Then Jeremiah came from Topheth, where the Lord had sent him to prophesy. And he stood in the court of the Lord's house and said to the people, 
Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing the city and upon all its towns all the disaster that I have pronounced against it, because they have stiffened their neck, refusing to hear my words. Chapter 20, verse 1. Now Pashur the priest, the son of Emer, who was chief officer in the house of the Lord, heard Jeremiah prophesying these things. Then Pashur beat Jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stocks that there were in upper Benjamin gate of the house of the Lord. Imagine, this, this Pasher was a priest, and this was his response to the prophecy of the Lord. Then Pasher beat the prophet. The next day, in verse 3, when Pasher released Jeremiah from the stocks, Jeremiah said to him, The Lord does not call your name Pasher, but terror on every side. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will make you a terror to yourself and to all your friends. They shall fall by your sword and by their enemies while I look on you. And I will give Judah to the hand of the king of Babylon. He shall carry them to be captive to Babylon and shall strike them down with a sword. Moreover, I will give all the wealth of the city and its grains and prized belongings and the treasures of the king of Judah to the hand of their enemies, who shall plunder them and seize them and carry them to Babylon. And you, Pasher, and all who dwell in your house shall go into captivity. To Babylon you shall go, and there you shall die, and there you shall be buried you and all your friends to whom you have prophesied falsely. O Lord, you have deceived me, and I was deceived. You are stronger than I, and you have prevailed. I have become a laughing stock all the day. Everyone mocks me. For whenever I cry out, I shout, Violence and destruction! For the word of the Lord became for me a reproach and a derision all day long. If I say, I will not mention him or speak more in his name, there is in my heart as it was a burning fire to shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding in I cannot. For I hear many whispering terror on every side, denounce him, let us denounce him, says all my close friends watching for my fall. Perhaps he will be deceived, then he can overcome and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a dread warrior. Therefore, my prosecutors will stumble. They will not overcome me. They will be greatly shamed, for they will not succeed. Their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord of hosts, who tests the righteous, who sees the heart and into the mind, let me see your vengeance upon them, for I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord, for he has delivered the life of the needy from the hand of the evildoers. Cursed by the day on which I was born, the day that my mother bore me, let it not be blessed. Cursed be the man who has brought the news to my father, a son is born to you, making him very glad. Let that man be like the cities that the Lord has overthrew without pity. Let him hear a cry in the morning and alarm at noon, because he did not kill me in the womb, so my mother would have been my grave, and her womb forever great. 
Why did I come out of the womb to see toil and sorrow and spend my days in shame? Now, in our life, we have many opportunities and people will give us chances. And those chances come from God. God will speak to people. God will use people. And we will have chances to turn away from sin, from distractions, from things we're doing that aren't right and turn our hearts and turn our life back and get it right with God. Here, Jeremiah is trying to warn God's people and say, hey, this is going to come. You need to understand this is a big and serious deal. Now we have decisions we can make in our life. We can choose to turn away from evil and turn to what's good. We can choose to put our hearts focused on God. And we are so blessed to have the word of God and to come together each and every day for devotions and prayer and nightly services and to hear good testimonies and good news. Let us remember how amazing our wonderful God and Father is, that he is doing a good, good work in our life, and that we need to be faithful and loyal and loving to him as he has been so good to us. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we come to you. We thank you so much, Lord, for who you are, for what you've done. We thank you for your goodness, for your faithfulness, Lord God, which is evident in our life. Lord, we pray. Help us, Lord God, to turn away from sin, from evil, from distractions, to keep our heart, our mind, our attitudes, everything all focused on you. That, Lord, we turn away from these things that are not going to give us good benefit. But, Father, we keep our life focused on your word. That you send us testimonies to build us up. You give us words and promises, Lord God, for us to hold on to. You give us opportunities for us to come together and worship, to worship our wonderful God and our amazing creator. Lord, we thank you because you are so good. You are so faithful. You are so amazing. And Lord, we cannot thank you and stop praising you enough. Lord, we pray, be with us, Lord God. Be with our government as they're making decisions. Give them wisdom. Be with our medical professionals, Lord God, as they are seeking to take care of us and to take care of your people. Lord, give them rest and wisdom. Lord, with the teachers, Lord God, give them wisdom as they are adjusting to new things and trying to train up a nation. Give them the words to say in rest and peace and understanding. And Lord, for all of us, Lord, continue to guide us, continue to bless the work of our hands, continue, Lord, to lead us in the direction that you plan. Lord, continue to speak to your children, Lord God, of business ideas, of ways to see increase, of transfer of wealth, of amazing opportunities, of good news, of healing, of encouragement, of blessing, of unexpected opportunities, of safety, and more. Lord, you are so good and kind and faithful, and we thank you, and we worship you, and we praise you. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done. And Lord, we thank you for what you will continue to do because of your goodness and faithfulness, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, we so look forward to getting to see you in all of our services this weekend. That's Saturday with two drive-in services in the morning and a six o'clock service at night. Now, East Campus, you get to have drive-in with us on our Sunday services as well for while our parents are upstairs, our munchkins and our seniors can be in their cars in Maine 
East and South Campus for all four of the services to be able to still participate. So all of our services on Sunday, 7.30, 10, 12.30, and 3. We so look forward to getting to see you in God's house, to come together, to worship him, and to hear more about our amazing Lord. I look forward to seeing you. Take care, God bless, and talk to you soon.